Good afternoon, and welcome to the How to Train Your Wagon podcast, the podcast that takes a family spanning three generations around the world to different destinations. That's right. We travel around the world with in-laws. Hey there, slow down before you get yourself into too much trouble. That's not being fair. We actually enjoy traveling a family. And in this episode, we'll learn about why a medieval college town works great for three generations, why a medieval trumpeter still plays centuries later, and how a square in central Krakow became the basis for dining al fresca throughout the world. We do our best travel planning at the local coffee shop. So pack up the wagon, head to your nearest coffee shop, and pull up a latte while we walk you through our trip to Krakow, Poland. Our guest today is Christopher Scatella of Private Tours Krakow. Christopher operates a tour company out of Krakow that serves the regional area of southern Poland and beyond and works with a network of tour guides. Christopher, do you want to say a little bit about your Private Tours Krakow? Of course. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Christopher Scutella. I'm the doctor of philosophy in travel. <laughs> Ten years ago, I have finished my dissertation, but already for 15 years, I am the professional guide. And starting in 2005, gradually, me with my team, we developed private tours Krakow.com, the local travel agent, uh, group of guides, in fact, but we also have transportation license so we can transport people in different smaller cars all around Poland uh, together with guiding. So maybe we'll start off with a high-level question. Why would uh, three generations of travelers uh, consider visiting Krakow and its environs? Because Krakow is the main base in Poland for tourism, and we have a variety of attractions and places uh, of different kind here, good for every person, for every generation. Yes, you can find something very interesting for the older people. You can find something for middle age as well as for teenagers and children. In Krakow and all around Krakow as well, all around uh, Poland. Poland is big enough and lucky enough to have variety of cultural sites, modern and old, and of the nature. Okay. So in going to Krakow, let me ask the first question is, where would you recommend the three-generation party stay and why, uh, in terms of location? The about it, the best is in one of our great hotels. In my opinion, very good hotel for the family is in the old town Hotel Grudek which is inside the old town, but a little bit in the quiet, hidden place. It's a five-star hotel, but this quiet place lets families relax better. But in the same time, within three minutes walk, you are in the main square, which is the center of the old town. So the location is, simply speaking, fantastic. Speaking about the Jewish quarter, which is in the center of Krakow as well, but 10 minutes walk, from the old town, I would recommend Metropolitan Boutique Hotel. The same story, more or less, in the Jewish Quarter, but in the quieter little street, as well as very close to the old town. And good services, of course, in these hotels. These are very nice places. Okay. Thank you. Typically, we approach things with three generations travel. We like to think of the first day of travel when you're arriving. Your North American travelers are, are struggling with some type of, of jet lag. And so having the ability to, to allow some people to, to catch a nap is often helpful, while other people who might 
be a little bit more rested, who slept better on the plane, they may want to go out and, and do a little bit of exploring. So could you speak to the this jet lag day, the, the day one of travel, kind of your perspective on what people can do to explore the city and, and relax and enjoy themselves? Yeah. In my opinion, the best is just to walk out because Krakow is so interesting and also safe city that during such first more lazy day, those these people who are too tired, they can just stay in a hotel or walk close by. If you are, for example, in one of these two hotels that I mentioned, you don't have to walk very far to enjoy because restaurants are everywhere here, cafes, you can sit outside in the little gardens and the high level attractions are everywhere nearby. We are speaking about the country and city like 1000 years old, both old town as well as Jewish quarter, which is a little younger, 700 years old and original because they were not destroyed so much during the war. So everything is uh, at your hand, even if you walk a little bit in this lazy first day. I think that was our experience in Krakow. We got to enjoy the cafes and the shops, and we got to go see St. Mary's Parish where the trumpet got to play. Yes, exactly. The famous St. Mary's bugle call. Yes. It's each and every hour, even in the night. Don't stay by the church. (laughs) They uh, walk up there. Some of them maybe play there, stay there longer in the night. But speaking about tourists, even if you stay nearby church, it's not so loud that you can really hear it or be disturbed by this. In fact, even if something is heard, it's a short melody, like 30 seconds and quite nice. So <laughs> it, it was can beautiful. Uh, end up with a good dreams. Yes. <laughs> we were there lucky enough to enjoy a wedding that was at a church and it was beautiful. Oh, that's fantastic. A lot of weddings. Krakow is for Polish and for foreigners, place for weddings as well. So beautiful churches, so many churches. Therefore, we are called Second Rome sometimes. Mm-hmm. Saturdays are full of weddings and then couples walk around and take photo sessions. There's one thing that might be lost on our audience. We describe the, the square in the old town, but can you give our audience a sense of why the the square is so majestic and, and what it means to say the old town is with the castle, just for our audience, if they may not be as familiar with Krakow. Sure. The first places of Krakow, hundreds of years ago, it was the area of the castle and then the area of the main square. Today, it creates the old town because it was the first, the oldest town. This is the situation in many cities in Europe and in Poland, in Central Europe especially, including Krakow. The old town of Krakow is one of the biggest and most original old towns in all Europe because, again, Krakow was not so much destroyed by World War II. And in the very center of the old town, there is a main square. Squares were used in the past for the big markets, different kind of merchants, for the culture, for the life of local politicians, church, of course, etc. And today it's more or less the same. Of course, on the main squares, it's not so much maybe markets like you can imagine Christmas market, which happens, but only during Christmas or Easter market during Easter or some other festivals during weekends. But normally the most of square is empty. There are some shops around as well as in the middle in cloth hall. And one last thing, this The main square is so special because it's the biggest medieval main square in Europe. You can't find a so big square from that times 
in Europe anywhere. You can find only a few little bigger squares, but they are much younger. Very interesting. Uh, we certainly enjoyed our time on the square all hours of the day. For me, nothing was more majestic than sitting on the square, drinking in the crowds and having a cafe, a dining al fresco, drinking in the, the whole old town environment. So for me, it really is one of the most magical places in Europe. It really was. And our children really enjoyed the little shops that were surrounding the square so that they could go and bring something back from Poland. It was really interesting for them to enjoy their shopping trips. Exactly. I often say that the main square is the spectacle all year round. You sit in these cafes and restaurants around and you can sit there all days and watch people, tourists, students, locals passing by and everything is happening and the bugle call every hour and many more things. And that was special for us because we have a daughter who played the bugle. So that was important for her that we went and saw. That was on her must-do oh. list. So a question for you. After you have a first good night's sleep, what are some of the breakfast options around the places that you would recommend to stop by? A cafe or bakery or what would we expect yeah. to see for breakfast in Poland? First of all, in most of hotels, you have breakfast included okay. with your night. And the breakfast in hotels are really good. Generally, food and Polish meals and restaurants and hotel restaurants as well are very nice, including breakfast, big breakfast with many types of bread that you can choose from, with eggs, with ham, with cheese, with uh, fruits, coffee, of course, tea, juices big breakfast but if you don't have breakfast in your hotel there are quite many cafes and breakfast places starting from 7 8 a.m in the morning where you can sit and enjoy also very rich breakfast or where you can just grab something simple krakow is also city of cafes in fact because there was a man not so much known by the world but he was one of the first coffee shop makers, businessman in the 1600s, Jerzy Kulczycki. In Vienna, he opened one of the first cafes in Europe. He was Polish. In Krakow as well, later cafes started in a few other places in Central Europe. So the traditions of cafes, of coffee shops here are very big and still you can find many of these places as well in the morning. Uh, it's tremendous to hear. It certainly reflects the, in the experience on the square. So we've had a good breakfast, everyone's rested, and we're raring to go for a big day in, in the town. So what would you suggest for a first full day of attractions in Krakow? I would suggest the tour of Old Town, Castle, and the Jewish Quarter, which can be walking tour, which is the best way. But of course, if somebody is not able to uh, walk so much, it's not so much because you can do, in fact, many breaks sitting somewhere in these cafes or somewhere. But if somebody would like to make it less break, uh, less walking, then for sure you have to walk inside the old town. And then after the castle, big part of the Jewish quarter, you can drive by car, for example, by me or my colleagues, <laughs> or by uh, some electric cars that are available all around um, as well. But these three Areas which are very close, nearby, next to each other, they create so-called historical center of Krakow, which was inscribed on the very first list of the UNESCO heritage list in 78 when it was created. So among 12 most valuable sites in the whole world. Okay. That's great. 
So do you have any recommendations for restaurants that you would consider for dinner? Of course. Uh, Krakow is full of many restaurants, uh, more than 200 good restaurants, but I have my kind of top 10 always Perfect. where I eat myself, where I take my guests uh, together or where I just send them for the dinners or for lunches sometimes. The best places I would say are like this in the old town with a very good Polish and not only, but mainly Polish food, very nice, elegant restaurant and very cultural, but also cozy place is Mute Malina, what means honey and raspberry. Mute Malina restaurant. Then there is a restaurant called Klezmer Hoys, and this is the Jewish food in Jewish quarter, Polish Jewish food. Not uh, have to be kosher, but it's a really tasty, good food with a big traditions and very special place. Even Spielberg, Prince Charles of Wales and many other famous people have eaten there. But it's very historical uh, place with a charm, with a local charm. So it's good also for the, for the families, uh, in fact. And don't worry about the prices in Polish restaurants. For the very best restaurants, even for high-end restaurants, are much better for the same quality restaurants in USA. That I can attest to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so it sounds like a fantastic first full day in Krakow. I do have a younger child who's an extremely picky eater. And where would you recommend be able to find some type of American food mixed in with this Polish traditional food that we would want as parents and grandparents? Is there any place out there? Many places in the okay. old town where you can get great pizza, where you can get hamburgers, good hamburgers. Uh, of course, we have also McDonald's or big <laughs> fast food. But speaking about uh, healthier foods, we have also great hamburgers uh, or cheeseburgers, or street food of different kind. There are really over 200 restaurants. You don't have to walk more than one or two minutes and you just see it. And most of these places are good. Yeah, I'm the picky eater of the family, a point blank period. So it was a lot easier than I thought it would be going to countries such as Poland, where I expect really weird cuisine from the American point of view. And like growing up with a Polish family, obviously, I did not really like many of the Polish cuisine that we enjoyed growing up on holidays. I was expecting it to be very rough. But when it came to it, I did find Polish cuisine that I like because fruit pierogies are big there and I found that I really enjoyed those. They also had the basic pizza for the picky eater in me. Yes, so there, there is such option as well a few McDonald's around in and around the old town. Let's say that we've got the, the big things out of the way in the old town, the castle, the, the square, and, and certainly you can keep coming back to those over and over again. But what would you recommend for a second full day in Greater Krakow? I would recommend to visit Auschwitz-Birkenau. Of course, uh, with the families, it may be question uh, because the children smaller, younger than 14 years old, it is not recommended. Schools with less than 14 years old children are not even accepted. As a family, you are accepted, but of course, it's a question for the parents. So sometimes what people do, uh, if there are mm, just two parents, they can divide to take care, or they can find somebody to take care of the smallest children, or they just go 
altogether. But this is the place that we all should visit. It's fully understandable if somebody doesn't want to visit it, but it's really recommended in, uh, let's say, perspective of morality and history to commemorate the victims, bringing a lot of very valuable uh, reflections about life, about people, about what we can do to the others. So this is for sure something to think about, to visit um, during the big tour on the second day. If not, if the two small children or the family situation wouldn't uh, let it happen, then I would recommend the salt mine, which is closer to Krakow. This is one hour, 15 minutes drive. Salt mine is half an hour drive, 40 minutes drive, depends. And this is a two hours underground tour of amazing underground world. One of the oldest salt mines in the world. Spectacular corridors, chambers, chandeliers made of salt, underground lakes, the biggest underground church in the world. It's great, especially for families, I would say. Kristen, maybe you can share your experience on the salt mines. Oh my God. I loved those so much. I am a big explorer type person. And so just exploring and walking through underground caves was really cool. Seeing the the salt chapel was very magical. It felt like it was something out of the Witcher novels almost. And to think that you can go to church there, it was just awesome. Thank you very much. And excuse me, what we do very often as well, if people have, let's say, just one, two days or somehow uh, too short time, it's also possible. And we often do such tours, Auschwitz and salt mine within one full day with a break, of course, in the uh, meantime for the good Polish, not Polish lunch to relax a bit after Auschwitz uh, to reflect, but of course you can reflect also later and for many days, it's so powerful. And then to visit the, uh, the salt mine. It's a full day, but it's doable. One slight excursion question here I have, and that is, I'm hoping you could speak to your perspective on operating a tour company. I know for us, when we've done private tours, we really have been appreciative of the impact of a private tour and how much more it lets us see how it caters to different interests across three generations. I was curious about your perspective operating as a, operating a tour company and why you think private tours really represent a way of allowing uh, visitors to, to see so much more of Poland and why it offers a better way of seeing Poland. Of course. You're totally right, Thomas. Well, this is what we do from the beginning. We uh, have always been doing only private tours, let's say in 95 of cases because group tours happen as well, but it's uh, really from time to time. Private tours and VIP tours also personally, I had occasion to meet a lot of VIPs, but everybody is a VIP, we have to remember. <laughs> Private tours give something the group tours cannot give. This is the direct contact with a local person, the best if it is a good, knowledgeable guide as well, of course. And you can talk, you can have dialogue, you can ask questions, you can repeat questions, you can ask whatever you want. And especially for these generations, every generation can have different questions and different perspective and different interests. And you can, all of this um, can happen and be considered during the private tours. During the group tours, you have to be more flexible following the path and you are not even able 
to uh, ask the leading person all the time because if it's simply speaking too short time, if everybody in the group would ask questions, then there would be no tour. In the private tools, private guide is just for you. And I must be true with you, uh, doing these 15 years as a private guide all around Poland, not only all around Krakow, you often become a friend, of course. Uh, sometimes it's a friendship for long years. I have at least 10 very good friends that I am very close to that just came first time as my guests, as my clients. And I have about 100 people that are from time to time friends. We, have, we are in touch, maybe not so often, but it's really happening again and again. This is the value of the private tours. Absolutely. Just a fantastic experience. So now we've been there three days and we're talking about perhaps the ability to take some bigger excursions beyond the one-hour destination. What would be some of the more distant excursions you would consider out of Krakow? This is one of my most favorite places, Zakopane in the Tatra Mountains. This is the, the place with such a beauty, with such a charm, and also with a culture and history in the background. And first of all, with a beautiful nature in the background, indeed, because Tatra Mountains are the highest mountains of Poland and of Central Europe. They look like smaller Rocky Mountains or smaller Alps, but the same view. And Zakopane is the small city just at the foot of the Tatra Mountains, full of history of last uh, few hundreds of years, beautiful wooden architecture, five-star hotels, galleries of art, restaurants, spas, underground waters. All together, this area creates a really world-class attraction. It's a little bit underpromoted, I would say, but I've never met anybody who would go there and regret. And it's, again, very good for all generations. So I have one question about when we go shopping in Poland, we want to bring something that represents Poland back with us as a souvenir. What would that be for you? What would you recommend for someone? We had to research this. So if we could prevent <laughs> someone having to research this, what would you think that would be good to shop for? Yes. For the main souvenir, there are a few of them, but very often it ends up, for example, with the amber, especially for, mm -hmm. for women. Uh, Poland used to be uh, one of the biggest in the world with amber. Mm -hmm. We were bigger in the past than, than now, but even today we still have quite much of the Baltic Sea coast, which has big deposit of amber. And amber jewelry is really pretty in Krakow, Warsaw, Gdańsk. Everywhere you can see many boutique stalls with very beautiful types and examples of amber jewelry. We have, of course, this famous pottery, over 50% of it, is important to your country, to USA and generally to America, also to Japan a lot. Pottery from Bolesławiec, which is great clay, one of the best in the world and very beautiful design. I have guided once uh, assistant of Ronald Reagan, for example, and she bought 20 sets of this. <laughs> so we were shipping it all. And it's just a short example. We, we sometimes go to the factory, which is in southwestern Poland when it's uh, produced. For example, for the small children, we have, of course, these little uh, teddy dragons. Yes, because in Krakow, we have old legend about dragon by the castle. And because of the souvenirs with dragons, so children like it. But we have also very good artistic wooden toys, very common. 
as well as many very good Christmas decorations. Poland is one of the biggest producers of Christmas decorations in the world. So we have beautiful, for example, wooden nativity scenes, but we have also very pretty artistically made Christmas balls. I think we brought everything home, you said. We were there. We happened to be there during the Dragon Festival. Kristen, so what did you find most interesting about Krakow? I think Krakow was just such a lively place. And we walk into one of the main squares, and there's a giant dragon festival the first time we go there. And it was just very colorful and vibrant. And there was music playing. I'm a trumpeteer. So I was really excited to go to Krakow purely for the trumpets over Krakow. It's one of my favorite compositions. Seeing the real thing that it's based off of was really awesome. It felt like I was in a fantasy world a little bit, yeah. And for, for those of you that aren't familiar with the trumpeteer, it appears in Michener's Poland about the guard that was warning of the approaching invading army who sounded the alarm before the invading army arrived. And the other question... So oftentimes when somebody wants to go visit an area, they ask a question about if there's a museum they should be seeing. So uh, my question is, what museums would you recommend to somebody in in Krakow? Inside the city, there are uh, many museums and of course a few very important or or super interesting museums. One of them for sure would be the museum of the castle because today after the war it became the museum with many exhibitions to choose. It's not only one uh, exhibition. You can choose archaeological exhibition. You can see private rooms and apartments of the kings, royal apartments. You can see a treasury. You can see oriental art, for example. Or you can see the uh, cave, the den of this dragon that we mentioned uh, before. Then another great museum in Krakow is Schindler's factory, which is today the Museum of Krakow under occupation. So it's not only about Oskar Schindler himself, it is included as well, but it is the 10% of the museum. Another 90% of the museum is all different aspects of the uh, situation here under the German Nazi occupation between 39 and 40 five from the ghetto, speaking about Jewish and also non-Jewish aspects like Polish resistance. And another great thing, uh, third one museum that I would recommend is the National Museum where Leonardo da Vinci painting Lady with the Ermine is presented. This is the painting, one of the most expensive in the world. Poland has it for last 300 years and last years it officially became in possession of Polish government, by the way. During the World War II, it was stolen by Germans, like thousands, dozens of thousands of high-priced art. And still, by the way, 50,000 pieces of high-priced art is missing. But this painting, for example, was uh, returned. In '46. we managed to get it back one year after the World War II. Leonardo did. Okay, and do you have particular attractions that you think would be beyond what you've mentioned? There might be three highlights for somebody who is called the middle age and, and the older generation that, were, that are traveling? It- In fact, all these attractions, as far as I experienced, are very good for the older generation. Older generation is very often interested in the World War II, for example. So you can see this, as well as in the castle, because in America, where um, 200-years-old buildings are very old, here when you come in 1,000-years-old castle, 
people are really shocked. <laughs> and then when you see the apartments of the kings and queens from 1500s, from 1400s, it's really interesting for many people. Of course, uh, beautiful churches for the big part of the tourists, even if people are not Christians, very often they are charmed by the beauty of the of these churches, as well as in the Jewish quarter, we have very nice synagogues, of course. So I would say these are really good attractions for middle age and all the people. So we have a question. Even though we were visiting family in Poland, we always like to ask, what's the best way to interact with a local in Krakow or Poland? What would be the Mm -hmm. best way to start getting local culture, talking to people? Polish people are very uh, friendly, but for the first contact, sometimes you can have impression that person that you are trying to ask about something, maybe you don't know what's going on. And especially it concerns people over 45, 50 years old. Why? Just simple answer. Because of the communist regime. After World War II, we didn't become a normal country. We fell under another occupation, communist occupation from Soviet Union until 89. So it's a very fresh history. And for all these years, there was no English language speaking taught in the schools, for example. And of course, America or English uh, Anglo-Saxon world was presented rather in the negative light in the media because it was a huge communist propaganda from Moscow. Although people didn't believe it, but it was all the time. And from 90s, everybody is taught English in the schools. Everybody from the very first class of the primary school. So this is the matter of age, yes? If you are over 45, 50, people rather don't speak English and sometimes are like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) Sometimes they smile, sometimes not, but generally hard hard to talk. But if you if somebody is younger, usually you are repeated, you are helped, you especially in such places like Krakow. So just saying Jin uh, Dobry in Polish, what means good morning or good afternoon or even hello, everybody will understand. And then if it's younger person, usually they are happy to help you and to um, practice their English as well by occasion. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so what we it, got. <laughs> A lot of younger yes. kids would try to practice their English on us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is nowadays when borders were more open, people had more occasion to, to travel, but still it's attraction and, and fun for many of people to meet you here coming uh, because under the communism again, borders were generally closed. So no nobody, almost nobody could come. And now last 30 years, here we go. Here we are. Central Europe, open Poland, Krakow. You are most welcome. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so one question, what do you believe is the, the best way to experience Krakow at night? Going for these great dinners that we were mentioning is one thing. Second, even walking around because Krakow and all Poland is, is safe and clean, by the way, as well, in 95% of places and, and, and occasions and days and moments. Walking is very nice. People just walk, local students, uh, tourists, and uh, you you can just stroll around and and you will be attracted. And of course, speaking about younger people like teenagers or students, the Jewish quarter is this kind of evening and nightlife place where students really enjoy, especially on weekends, but not only, a lot of clubs, pubs, cafes, uh, not only in the Jewish quarter, but mainly. We have in Krakow, by the way, 200,000 university students, which is which makes Krakow one of the youngest and most uh, student city in whole 
Europe, every fourth man on the street normally is university students. So this is really something. Therefore, we have also a lot of young visitors from America, from England, from Ireland, from Western Europe. Oh, that's tremendous. tremendous. Briefly, you mentioned that there's a few ways of getting around. Do you have a particular way that you believe is the best way to get around Krakow? In my opinion, if you can walk, the walking is the best way. But you can always support yourself with the trams as well, which are very interesting. Trams and buses, of course. Krakow, by the way, was one of the first cities in Europe with electric buses. So we have many modern buses and trams are very charming, more charming than buses even. (laughs) Uh, But they don't go so far uh, within the city. Buses can go even a little bit out of the uh, city, around. But these are very good ways. Plus, what I told you, we drive you with the cars as well, which is very nice and and good here. Uh, And these electric cars we have as well. Perfect. That really worked out for us because my mother does have a mobility issue. She can walk a period of time, but we are able to see more of the city with a little bit more help. Your do's or do nots in Krakow. What are your three things that is a must that we should do while we're traveling in Krakow? Speaking about Krakow and Krakow region together and having to choose just three because it's really hard choice, <laughs> I would say um, the historical center of Krakow, so Old Town Castle and the Jewish Quarter, Auschwitz-Birkenau and Zakopane with Tatras. This would be choice um, of me and of me for you and for every generation and for all of the incomers from every side of the world, because this gives you the variety and the richness of experience of Poland. You can see doing these three tours and seeing these three places, let's say, you can see and hear about everything Polish, history and present, culture, art, religion and nature, everything. So it's all very important. Okay. Perfect. And the flip side of that question are, are three do nots, three cautionary things, what would you encourage a traveler to avoid while experiencing Krakow or at least be wary of? This is for me the most difficult question because (laughs) it's really um, hard uh, to speak about three such things. But maybe one of them would be that uh, if we have in Krakow many festivals, we have almost 100 festivals every year, especially during weekends. So when they are crowded places, because it's a big city, of course, like in every other big city in the world, yes. you have to be careful during the crowdy meetings because of always some pickpocketer will uh, be around. Maybe not always uh, can happen. Uh, for me personally, never in Poland. For somebody else, it can happen in London, in Berlin. Generally, it's a safe city and not uh, often it happens. This is one do not. Do not cross the street when there is a red light because in Poland, you can get fine. It's not very big, but you can get fine. You pay. Even when there's no car driving, if some policeman would be very into the point, he will stop you and he will (laughs) tell you, pay me 100 zloty now, which is like $30. So it's not a fortune, but generally it's not nice. Mm -hmm. So when there's red light, even no car, you're just waiting and meditating. (laughs) This is another do not. Uh, The third one from Krakow, to Prague or Budapest or Vienna, what happens quite often, don't take train. 
you can go by train, but trains are good to Warsaw or to Berlin. To Warsaw, very good, fantastic. But to these places that I mentioned, to Prague, Vienna or Budapest, better if you are driving. It's five, six hours drive. We do it as well as a company. I do it sometimes. So it's much better way to see, much faster and much more comfortable than trains this direction. Towards, yes, fantastic trains, two hours only to work. They were very good do-nots, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we have fantastic donuts as well. This is not a donut. It's something what you have to do, even if you don't like donuts. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> And Christopher, final thoughts? Just want to give you an open uh, platform. First of all, uh, my pleasure and honor to speak to you all, ladies and gentlemen. You are always most welcome. Really, Poland is not yet fully discovered country after all of these occupations that we went through uh, during last 230 years. Just last 32 years, we are really open and we are very fast developing and Everything is renovated here, so you will be shocked. The, I'm doing this 15 years, and for the 15 years, uh, almost everybody is really shocked about Polish friendliness, about the variety of attractions that we have here, about the fast uh, renovations, the good economy, fantastic food and restaurants, services in hotels. This is very common experience, and people want to uh, come back here and also the thing that I would like to tell you is uh, you are before you're coming here you are ladies and gentlemen most welcome to take a look at my book because I have written because of the COVID and pandemia I have written the book 100 moments Poland which is available in English and it can give you really deeper uh, reflections and insight into everything Polishness, not what you can find in a normal uh, guidebooks, but something um, special, I would say. It gets quite good feedbacks. Also, there are some interesting photographs, I hope, in this little uh, guidebook. So um, take a look there and you will be really uh, happy with what you are reading. And surely you didn't hear yet uh, and didn't know yet about many of these things that are in this book. 100 moments, if you put Christopher Scutella or 100 moments Poland, it will appear as uh, both in paperback uh, version and uh, Kindle online uh, version uh, on Google Poland. Well, thank you. We will include a link to this book and where we can purchase it online and also a link to your company. Very special thank you for being our guest today. Again, this is Christopher Scatella of Private Tours Krakow. You can email him at tours at privatetourscrakow.com. His website is www.privatetourscrakow.com. If you go to website, there's both email form and direct email, as well as the link to the book that I mentioned and many more information. I'm happy to hear from everybody and answer your questions and organize within one minute great tour of Krakow and Poland. <laughs> this was definitely our family's favorite vacation by far, and we've gone to many countries as a family. Thanks for joining us for a week in Krakow. Stay tuned for our next podcast.